What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In the dark shadows, in the white cold, fearlessly we search for knowledge new and old. We drink the strong spirits and read the ancient tomes. The order of the Abracast. We are the brave and the bold. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Abracast. Occult. History. Conspiracy. And violence. Please note the explicit content indicator. This means that I use adult language. I do not speak in a humorless, public radio, hushed monotone. I am excited and enthusiastic about the information that I present and the topics I discuss. You will hear ice rattle in my glass throughout the show. On the show, I joke about bodily functions, sex acts, religion, and politics. The topics may seem random or scattered through the back catalog. A list of show topics in chronological order is provided on the featured topic link at abercast.com. If any of these issues might trigger you, this might not be the podcast for you. And I wish you good luck finding a show more to your liking. It's that time again, Abramancers. The music is low. The party is over, the fire is dying down, and all the ordinary people passed out long ago. Now we are the only ones left. Alright, I'm John. This is the end of the Thus Speak Zarathustra episodes. Uh, I'm happy to report. But it's not the end of Zarathustra altogether. We have at least one more Lessons of Thus thus Spake Zarathustra to wrap these last uh, few uh, Thus Spake episodes up. But um, I feel like it's an end of an era here. (laughs) So it seems to me like at the beginning of 
spring or summer. I don't really remember when. I was having a bad f- fucking time. And I was just spending a lot of time in the in my studio. And uh, I was inspired by uh, True Detective. And I just got the... I had just got a book called The Portable Nietzsche. Which was edited and translated by Walter Kaufman. And I decided that I was going to tackle Thus Spake Zarathustra. And here I am, fucking 23 plus episodes later and uh this is the end this is gonna be the end of it but i say 23 episodes we're 23 episodes of the of going through the book and then there's been i believe eight or nine episodes of just going over the like the meaning like the meanings of them um and those are the lessons episodes so i uh we're going to release the the last lessons episode probably on new year's day and uh, just kind of wash get it out of our get it out of our system and then i'm going to figure out what next year is going to look like as far as like the as far as like programming is concerned so um so now is the time where if you're playing along at home you summon your vessel of the art and you, uh, and if you're playing along at home, you raise your glass or your vessel to the sky and we toast our Patreon and subscribe star supporters. We got a Jussie on board this week. May we never go to hell, but always be on our way. Thank you for the support. All right, here we go. The drunken song. Meanwhile, one after the other had stepped out into the open, into the cool, reflective night. But Zarathustra himself led the ugliest man by the hand to show him his night world and his big round moon in the silvery waterfalls near his cave. You know, it was interesting because I'm working on a set of tarot cards. I've been working on a set of tarot cards for a couple months. And I've recently redesigned my uh, moon card. My moon card. So it's funny that... I mean, like, recently, like, fucking five minutes ago, I just put it down. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you're interested in checking out those cards, by the way, you just got to sign into the mailing list. The Fulgar Correspondentia. Um, there is a link... Um, that will take you to like real time. Uh, so you'll see some unfinished cards and you'll see some first drafts of cards that are getting um, replaced. But that's what I have. The work in progress. It's all right there. And it's got a bunch of research and stuff that I've done on the cards. I mean, we've done, I mean, fucking hours of uh, the show on tarot, on the tarot. So. Anyhow, sorry to slip that little ad in there. I just felt it was, uh, a weird synchronicity, uh, back to it there. They stood together at last in silence, old people, all of them, but with 
comforted brave hearts and secretly amazed at the feeling so well on this earth. But the secrecy of the night came closer and closer to their hearts. And again, Zarathustra thought to himself, how well I like them now, these higher men. But he did not say it out loud, for he respected their happiness and their silence. <laughs> but then that happened, which on the whole long, amazing day was the most amazing thing of all. The ugliest man began once more for the last time to gurgle and snort. And when he found words, behold, a question jumped out of his mouth, round and clean. A good, deep, clear question, which moved the hearts of all who were listening to him. And he said, my friends, all of you said the ugliest man what do you think for the sake of this day i for the first time satisfied that i have lived my whole life and that i attest to much i still not enough for me living on earth is worthwhile one day one festival with zarathustra taught me to love the earth was that life I want to say to death, well then, once more, my friends, what do you think? Do you not want to say to death as I do? Was that life for Zarathustra's sake? Well then, once more, this is eternal recurrence, right? Over and over. You buy the ticket. You get on the carousel. You go, you sit on the horse and you go up and down and around. Thus spoke the ugliest man, but it was not the long before midnight. And what do you suppose happened then? As soon as the higher men had heard this question, they all at once became conscious of how they had changed and convalesced and to whom they owed this. And they jumped towards Zarathustra to thank, revere, and caress him and kiss his hands, each according to his own manner. But some were laughing and some were crying. But the old soothsayer was dancing with joy. And even if, as some of the chroniclers think, he was full of sweet wine, he was certainly still fuller of the sweetness of life. And he had renounced all weariness. There are even some who relate that the ass danced too. And that it had uh, not been for nothing that the ugliest man had given him wine to drink before. Now, it may have been so or otherwise. If the ass really did not dance that night. Yet greater and stranger wonders occurred than the dancing of an ass would have been. In short, the proverb of Zarathustra says, What does it matter? But when this happened, the ugliest man, Zarathustra, stood there like a drunkard, and his eyes grew dim, and his tongue failed, and his feet stumbled, and who could guess what his thoughts were then running over Zarathustra's soul? 
I'll drink to that Zarathustra. But his spirit fled visibly and flew ahead and was in remote distances and, as it were, on a high ridge. It is written between two seas, wandering like a heavy cloud between past and future. But as the higher men held him in their arms, he gradually recovered his senses from some extent and with his hands warded off the throngs of the uh, revering and the worried. Yet he did not speak all at once, however. He turned his head quickly, for he seemed uh, to be hearing something. Then he put one finger to his mouth and said, Come! And presently it became quiet and secret of around. But from the depths of the sound of a bell came up slowly in Zarathustra, and the higher men listened for it. But then he put one finger to his mouth another time and said again, Come, come, midnight approaches. When you put your finger on your mouth, like the shush move, the shh move, that's called the sign of Harpocrates. <laughs> And his voice had changed, but still he did not stir from his place. And then it grew still more quiet and secret and everything listened and every, uh, everyone listened, even the ass and Zarathustra's animals of honor, the eagle and the serpent, as well as Zarathustra's cave and the big cool moon and the night itself. But Zarathustra put his hand to his mouth for the third time and said, Come, come, let us wander now. The hour has come and let us wander into the light. You hire men, midnight approaches. I want to whisper something to you that uh, as that old bell whispers into my ears as secretly, as terribly, as cordially as the midnight bell which has experienced more than any man says to me and has counted the beats of your father's hearts and smart. Alas, alas, how it sighs, how it laughs in a dream, old, deep, deep midnight Still, still, here things are heard that by day may not become loud. But now in the cool air, when all the noise of your hearts have become too still, now it speaks and now it is heard. Now it steals into nocturnal overwake souls. Alas, alas, how it sighs and how it laughs into a dream. Do you not hear how it speaks secretly, terribly, cordially to you? The old, deep, deep midnight, O oh, men, take care. Woe unto me, where has time gone? Have I not sunk into the deep wells? The world sleeps. 
alas, alas, the dog howls and the moon shines. Sooner would I die, die, rather than tell you what my midnight heart thinks now. That's funny because there's a, mo- there's a dog howling at the moon on the tarot card. The moon tarot card. <laughs> Um, I don't think Nietzsche was an isoterrorist or an occultist, so that's interesting to me. He inspired isotericism and occultism. Uh, Crowley called Nietzsche a prophet of Thelema. Um, but it seems to me like his Nietzsche's shit was <laughs> a little bit more uh, grounded than into magic. I could be wrong. I'm not a Nietzschean scholar. Now I have died. It is gone. Spider, what do you spin around me? Do you want blood? Alas, alas, the dew falls and the hour approaches. The hour when I shiver and freeze. Which asks the asks and asked who has heart enough for it. Who shall be the Lord of the earth and who will say, thus shall you run, you big and little rivers. The hour approaches, O man, you hire man. Take care. This speech is for delicate ears, for your ears. And what does the deep midnight declare? I'm carried away by uh, my soul dances, days work, days work. Who shall the Lord of the earth be? The moon is cool. The wind is silent. Alas, alas, have you flown high enough yet? Have you danced? But a leg is no wing. You good dancers, now all pleasure is gone. Wine has become lees and every cup has become brittle. The tombs stammer. You did not fly high enough, and now the tombs stammer. Redeem the dead. Why does the night last so long? Does not the moon make us drunken? Here, here. You higher men, redeem the tombs. Awaken the corpses, alas. Why does the worm still burrow? The hour approaches, approaches, the bell hums, the heart still rattles, the death watch, the heartworm still burrows. Alas, alas, the world is deep. Sweet liar, sweet liar. It's not liar as in like you fucking motherfucking liar, it's liar as in like the musical instrument I love your sound your drunken renunculus croaking from now long ago from how far away your sound comes to me from the distant ponds of love you old bell you sweet Liar, every pain has torn into your heart. Father pain, father's pain, for father's pain. Your speech grew ripe, ripe as a golden autumn and afternoon. As my hermit's heart now, you say, 
the world itself has grown ripe. The grape is turning brown. Now it would die, die of happiness, you higher men. Do you not smell it? A smell is secretly welling up, a fragrance and smell of eternity, a rose-blessed brown golden wine fragrance of old happiness, of the drunken happiness of dying at midnight that sings the world is deep, deeper than day has been aware. Leave me, leave me, for I am too pure for you. Do not touch me. Did not my world become perfect just now? My skin is too pure for your hands. Leave me, you stupid, boorish, dumb day. Is not the midnight brighter? The purest shall be the lords of the earth, the most unknown, the strongest, the midnight souls who are brighter and deeper than any day. O oh, day, you grope for me, you seek my happiness, I seem rich to you, lonely, a treasure pit, a gold chamber, O oh, world, you want me, I am worldly to you. Am I spiritual to you? Am I godlike to you? But day and world, you are too ponderous. Have cleverer hands and reach for deeper happiness. The deeper unhappiness, reach for any god. Do not reach for me. My unhappiness, my happiness is deep. You strange day, I am yet no god, no god's hell, deep is it woe. God's woe is deeper, you strange world, reach for God's woe and not for me. What am I? A drunken, sweet liar, a midnight liar, an ominous bell frog that nobody understands, but that must speak before the deaf. You hire men, for you do not understand me. Gone, gone, O oh youth, O oh noon, O oh afternoon. Now evening has come, and midnight and night, the dog howls in the wind. Not the wind, a dog, it whines, it yelps, it howls. Alas, alas, how the midnight sighs, how it laughs and it rattles and it wheezes. How she speaks soberly now, this drunken poetess. Perhaps she overdrank her drunkenness. She became overweight, overwoke, overweight. It's questionable, this translation. She ruminates her woe. She ruminates in a dream, the old midnight, and even more for her joy. For joy, even if woe is deep, joy is deeper yet than agony. You vine, why do you praise me? Did I not cut you? Am I cruel? You bleed. 
What does your praise of my drunken cruelty mean? What has become perfect? All that is ripe and wants to die, thus you speak. Blessed, blessed be the vintager's wife. But all that is unripe wants to live woe. Woe, entreats go. Away, woe. But all that suffers wants to live. When it may become ripe and joyous and longing, longing for what is farther and higher and brighter, I want heirs. Thus speaks all that suffer. I want children and I do not want myself. Joy, however, does not want heirs or children. Joy wants itself. God damn. What uh, wants eternity, wants reoccurrence? Wants everything eternally the same. And woe says, break, bleed, heart, wander, leg, wing, fly, get on, up, pain. Well then, old heart, woe implores, go. That's so crazy. Important. You're higher men. You higher men, what do you think? Am I a soothsayer, a dreamer, a drunkard, an interpreter of dreams, a midnight bell, a drop of dew, a haze, a fragrance of eternity? Do you not hear it? Do you not smell it? Just now my world became perfect. Midnight too is noon. Pain too is joy. Curses too are a blessing. Night too is a sun. Go away or you will learn. A sage too is a fool. As above, so below. I just added that part. He did not say that. Nietzsche did not say Freddy Freddy Nietzsche did not say that. Have you ever said yes to one single solitary joy. Oh, my friends, then you said yes to all woe. All things are entangled. They're ensnared and enamored. If you ever wanted one thing twice, if you ever said, please me, happiness, abide moment, then you wanted all back all anew and all eternally, all entangled, ensnared, enamored. Oh, then you loved the world. Eternal ones love it eternally and evermore. Until woe to you say, go, but return for all joy wants eternity. All joy wants eternity of all things. Wants honey, wants lees, wants a drunken midnight. Wants tombs, wants tomb tears, comfort, wants gilded evening glow. And what does joy not want? It is thirstier. And more cordial, hungrier, more terrible, more secret than all woe. It wants itself. It bites into itself. The ring will 
strives in it. The wing's will strives in it. It wants love. It wants hatred. It is over rich. It gives, throws away, begs that one might take it. Thanks the taker. It would be hated. So rich is the joy that thirsts for woe, for hell, for hatred, for disgrace, for the cripple, for world, the world, this world. Oh, you know it, you higher men, for you it longs joy, the intractable. Blessed one, for your woe, your failures, all eternal joy longs for failures. For all your joy wants itself hence. It also wants agony, oh happiness, oh pain, oh break heart. You higher men do learn this. Joy wants eternity, and joy wants the eternity of all things, and wants deep, wants deep. Eternity. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Haunting History, the podcast that reaches back into the past for the events that shocked us. Tales of true crime, mystery, and the macabre. And when we're lucky, those stories where the past and the paranormal meet. Because who doesn't love a good ghost story, right? I'm your host, Kat, and joining me every week will be one of my co-hosts. Either Haley, my partner in every idea I have, or Tress, my lovely sidekick in all things paranormal. Join us this season as we discuss and share true accounts from all over Southern California and beyond. From haunted locations to newsworthy incidents and crimes that stunned us. We will dwell deep and find the people behind the headlines. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Haunting History Podcast. And rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Also, visit our website at hauntinghistorypodcast.com. Until next time, remember, the living are far scarier than any ghost. Learn more at abracast.com. Get bonus content by signing up for the mailing list. Get all that plus many exclusive episodes by supporting the show at patreon.com or subscribestar.com.
right, we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, back to it. Have you now learned my song? Have you guessed its intent? Well then, you higher man, sing me now my round. Now, you yourself, sing me the song whose name is Once More. And whose meaning is into all eternity, sing you higher men, Zarathustra's round. And the song goes like this. Oh man, take care. What does the deep midnight declare? I was asleep from a deep dream. I woke and swear the world is deep, deeper than day had been aware. Deep is its woe, joy deeper yet than agony. Woe implores go. But all joy wants eternity, wants deep, deep eternity. Now, I think we're going to get into the last speech of Zarathustra, which is called The Sign. And I'm going to toast to this because I've been waiting. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Something like 30-something weeks as far as my brain logic calculation can figure. I just want to stop and say that the last speech of Zarathustra is called the sign and Nietzsche was a German and there was also other Germans that saw the sign. I saw the sign. When I looked into your eyes, I saw the sign. I saw the sign. When I lived in Germany, <laughs> Ace of Base was in every fucking bar, every club, Every discotheque, that's what they call it. Um, I saw the sign. When I opened up my eyes, I saw the sign. Anyhow, if you're young, you might not know that. So, you know, YouTube it and have fun. Um, in the morning after this night. Okay, so it's dealing with a hangover, I'd imagine. Zarathustra jumped up from his resting place and he girdled his loins. That means he put his underwear on and he came out of his cave glowing and strong as a morning sun that comes out of dark mountains. You great star, he said, as he uh, had said once before. This is eternal recurrence or eternal reoccurrence. You deep eye of happiness. What would your happiness be had you not for those for whom you shine? And if they stayed in their chambers, even after you had awakened and come and given and distributed, how angry would your proud shame be? Well, then they still sleep these higher men while I am awake. These are not my proper companions. It is not for them that I wait here in my mountain. I want to go to my work, to my day, but they do not understand the signs of my morning. They stride my stride. Sorry. My stride is for them. 
who no, uh, no summons to awaken. They still sleep in my cave. Their dream still drinks of my drunken songs. The ear that listens for me, the heedful ear is lacking in their limbs. Thus had Zarathustra spoken to his heart when the sun rose. I've been here after a hard night of partying. Now, I, I understand that Nietzsche did not like alcohol use. I understand he's preached against it numerous times in this book, this last 30 weeks or whatever that we've been going through this. But when I eternal, like when I internalize this text and I think of this as like waking up with a hangover or after a hard night of partying, I've been here. I've been like, wow, how am I the first motherfucker that's awake? <laughs> There's a guy there. There's a guy spooning my cat laying on the couch. <laughs> Another dude fucking rode a guy down my stairs. Like he was a fucking sled last night. Like <laughs> surely these people should have been awake before me. He looked questioning into the height, for he heard the sharp cry of his eagle above him. Well then, he cried back, thus it pleases and suits me. My animals are awake, for I am awake, and my eagle is awake and honors the sun as I do. With eagle talons he grasps for new light. You are the right animals for me, and I love you, but I still lack the right fucking men. Thus spoke Zarathustra, but then it happened that he suddenly heard himself surrounded by an innumerable swarming and fluttering of birds, by the whirling of so many wings. And the thronging about his head, there were so great, and he closed his eyes, and verily, like a cloud, it came over him, like a cloud of arrows that empties itself over a new enemy. But behold, here it was a cloud of love, and over a new friend. What is happening to me? thought Zarathustra, in his surprised heart. And slowly he sat down on a big stone that lay near the exit of his cave. But he reached out with his hands around and over and under himself, warding off the affectionate birds. Behold, something stranger yet happened to him, for unwittingly he reached into a thick, warm mane. And at the same time, he heard a roar in front of him, a soft, long, lion roar. The sign is at hand, said Zarathustra, and a change came over his heart. And indeed, as it became light before him, a mighty yellow animal lay at his feet and pressed its head against his knees and out of love did not want to let go of him and acted like a dog that finds its old master again. And the doves were no less eager 
and their love than the lion. And whenever a dove slipped over the lion's nose, the lion shook his head and was amazed, and he laughed. About all this, Zarathustra spoke but a single sentence. My children are near my children, and he became entirely silent. But his heart was loosed, and tears dropped from his eyes and fell on his hands, and he who no longer heeded anything and sat there motionless, without warding off the animals anymore. Then the doves flew about and sat on his shoulders and caressed his white hair and did not weary of tenderness and of jubilation. And the strong lion kept licking up the tears that fell on Zarathustra's hands and roared and growled bashfully. Thus acted these animals. All this lasted a long time or a short time for properly speaking. There is no time on earth for such things. But meanwhile, the higher men in Zarathustra's cave had awakened and arranged themselves in a procession to meet Zarathustra and bid him a good morning for they had found that they had wakened when there was no, uh, when he was no longer among them. But when they reached out to the door of the cave, they, uh, and the sound of their steps ran ahead of him, the lion stared violently and turned away from Zarathustra suddenly and jumped towards the cave, roaring savagely. But when the higher men heard it roar, they all cried out with a single mouth and they fled back and disappeared in a flash. And Zarathustra himself, however dazed and strange, rose from his seat, looked around, stood there amazed and questioned their hearts and reflected, and he was alone. What did I hear now? He finally said slowly, what happened to me just now? Presently, memory came to him, and with a single glance, he grasped everything that had happened between yesterday and today. Here is the stone, he said, stroking his beard, where I sat yesterday morning. And here the soothsayer came to me, and here I first heard the cry, which I heard just now, and the cry of distress. Oh, you higher men, it was your distress that this old soothsayer prophesied to me yesterday morning. To your distress, he wanted to seduce and tempt me. Oh, Zarathustra, he said to me, I come to seduce you to your final sin. To my final sin? To my final sin? shouted Zarathustra. And he laughed angrily at his own words. What? <laughs> Motherfucker. Was it? <laughs> that was saved up for me as my final sin. And once more, Zarathustra became absorbed in himself. And he sat down again on the big stone. And he reflected. Suddenly, 
He jumped up, pity, pity, for the higher man. He cried out, and his face changed to bronze. Well then, that has had its time. My suffering and my pity for suffering, what does it matter? Am I concerned with happiness? Am I concerned with my work? Well, then the lion came and my children are near. Zarathustra has ripened. My hour has come. This is my morning. It's my day is breaking and rise now, thou great noon. Thus spoke Zarathustra as he left his cave, glowing and strong as a morning sun that comes out of the dark mountains. Thank you for listening to this episode. Send an email or visit us on social media to let us know what you think about this topic. And please remember to leave a five-star rate and review. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.